it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Chanel in the City. I'm your host, Chanel Omari, and I have a very special guest here with us today. She's a dear friend of ours. She's a senior news correspondent for the Emmy award-winning series, The Daily Mail TV Show, one of my personal favorite TV shows, and now a contributor correspondent for Good Morning America. Please welcome our dear friend, Alicia Corals. How are you? How are you, beautiful, newly blonde? You look great. Thank you. I know you were like, oh, Chanel, you're here. I Every, love that's everyone's reaction, by the way. Quarantine makeover looks good. Quarantine, you look beautiful. As always, you're always you know, wearing tip top, you're like always on the trends. What are you wearing? Can you share? Oh uh, yeah. So this is Saption and Bobby today. Um, I really appreciate them. Of course, on the bottom, I do have on some like Reebok, yes. you know, like some socks, some soft socks, but Pandora Emirata styles with me. So she does a great job. So yeah, I'm rocking it out. I love how you're always, you know, you, you'll keep up with the trends, but you're just like the girl next door. You're still down to earth, Alicia, which we love. Thank you, but we're, we're stuck in the house. We all need to just be comfortable doing the best we can. So yeah, talk to us about, you know, quarantining. We're all going through it. How has your quarantining been and how has it affected, you know, being a news reporter? You know, you're so great at it. How has that affected the job? I think it's just been shocking, honestly. When we went all went home in March, we thought we'd be home for a couple of weeks and now it's been months later. I think, thank God for technology because we all had to pivot and are now broadcasting from home thanks to Zoom and Skype. But also it affects the job because every second is changing with breaking news. You don't know what's happening. You're trying to report the right things. And then, um, you know, vanity comes into play too. I definitely gave the quarantine 15, 20 because you went from going, going, going to being at home eating. Yeah, you're like eating on the right on the go. But at least, you know, the virtual like Zoom has helped us, you know, as hosts, as reporters, as podcasters, as entertainers. Where do you see the industry going now? I think it's going to be more of this of what we're doing now, because I think what's proven is that you don't have to be in a studio that anybody can. We may obviously have to have this skill set, but you can report from anywhere and still do your job well. So I think all it's done is opened up, expanded our field. And before people were just thinking about TV, I think a lot of people in our field, but now you realize it's digital, it's everywhere. Yeah, that's so true. Let's talk about, okay, Good Morning America. Congratulations. What a great accomplishment. And you've worked super hard in your career. And I want the audience to know that it doesn't happen overnight. So something like this is such a great accomplishment, but you've also worked really hard as a reporter, as a journalist, um, as a producer. So take us through, you know, how you know, how are you feeling, you know, with this moment now that it's given to you? I feel so super, super blessed. So yeah, I'm at Good Morning America 3. Um, as a contributor with TJ Holmes and Amy Robach and Dr. Jen and Kat is the executive producer. It's a really fantastic team. And even coming on set that first day, everybody was welcoming me, including Michael Strahan and Robin, and it feels good. And I'm producers I've known for years. And to your point, you don't just get here. I worked for the AP for 10 years. 
and you know, I've been in this industry for almost 20. So it's just a career accomplishment and just, it feels right. It feels like home. That's amazing. And take us through, you know, how did you get into the industry? A lot of our listeners want to know, how did you, you know, did you always want to become a host or a reporter and what are the steps to get into it? Right. Cause it's not that easy. It's not that easy. So I always, my dad was a newspaper publisher before he retired and that's when papers were very viable. So I grew up in that industry, but I always would go home and watch Barbara Walters on 2020. So working at ABC really is a dream. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to be a broadcast journalist and I went to university of Southern California but got a job at the Associated Press behind the scenes. So I was behind the scenes for years as a producer. And then I ran the East Coast Entertainment Department and then became global entertainment editor, oversaw a team of 60 people. So there isn't a job that I haven't done. And then from there, I flipped it and went on air to E! News because I wanted to know how to be on air. From there, I started my own company. Then I went to Daily Mail TV. So it's really just putting in the hard work, to be honest with you. Like there's really, some people have shortcuts, but very few people do. and all of us know each other in this industry. Like I've known you for a long time and we support each other, but it's really just about the hard work and hustling. Sorry, I mute my background in <laughs> case you hear it, but totally, I really, I'm happy you're saying that because right, even though your father comes from journalism and you have a family of that background, it doesn't mean that you didn't have to put your hard earned work and your dues. And that's what I want everyone to understand is that nothing's really handed to you in life from whatever privilege you come from or whatever background you come from, you have to put in the work. I remember, yes, you and I always cross circles from producing days. And I've come to you as a mentor. You've been a mentor to me of how to get, you know, in front of the camera. And you've been always the kindest, most open-minded person. And I can't thank you enough because I wish we had more mentors and leaders like that in the industry, especially women and building each other up. You know, talk to us about how important that is and why is that important to you specifically? It's so important. You just gave me chills because we've always supported each other. One thing I love about you is your hustle. From having your own TV show to your podcast, you're always thinking of ideas, connecting. You know, you've you've done your own brands and that's highly important. One person that mentored me is Katie Kirk. And I remember being on her show when she had her talk show and I was doing something hard news and had these notes. She just knocked them out of my hand. She's like, you know it or you don't. And that's a good lesson, but that taught me a lot. But she's also somebody I called when my best friend passed away and I just didn't know what to do. I called Katie and she jumped into action. So having those strong women bonds, you know, the Gail Kings of the world, uh, you and I, you always have me on your shows. That's just highly important. The person that hired me at GMA, a strong woman, you don't get far without having strong women bonds and mentors in life. Totally. And so important. And I love that. And I love that you also don't forget the little people, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're, you always are about equality. You're always standing for it. Women rights, women empowerment, which brings me to, you know, the vice president of our country right now, who's a woman, who's the first woman vice president, um, the first black woman vice president as well, Camilla Harris. And how does that make you feel um, in general? And just, you know, as a woman, you know, how does it make you feel as also just someone in the arts and take us through that? Yeah, I tried really, really hard to be unbiased as a journalist. I just tried not to say I'm for this person or against this person. But as a human, it makes you feel so good. Like anything is possible. And this is a woman who both of her parents are immigrants. Um, you know, she's just she's just dynamic. Regardless of your politics, she's dynamic. And it makes you lets you know, again, you put in the hard work. She was a district attorney for years. You worked your way up. Anything is possible. And now she's the vice president of the United States. 
Yeah, that's why it's like so important also that, you know, because we haven't had a woman in office and it's important that we still have a voice and we're progressing as a gender and that we know, let people know that we we're here running stuff still. And we, you know, our opinion matters. Talking about journalism and, and having an opinion in politics, I don't like to get myself involved in politics a lot. It's been tricky for me as, you know, an influencer or as a podcast host. Yeah. As a reporter, have you ever had challenges between, you know, doing the right thing and reporting the facts and then having an opinion about it, I guess is the question. Yes, and a thousand, a thousand percent. So I really try to make a difference. There, is, there are people who are, you know, they're commentators and those are the Pierce Morgans who I work with, who I love. Those are the women on The View. And then there are people who are journalists like me, but they cross into that influencer world. And I try really hard not to put out my political views because I do cover the stories. And you can't really say that you're, you know, showing a bias if you're covering one thing or another. So my political views, I try to keep personal and I try to just report the facts when, when I'm doing it. Right, so that's right. And that's important as from a journalistic point of view as well. Yeah. And also as from a producer, you know, like for me, I think it was really hard. Sometimes I had opin strong opinions and also just getting your foot in the industry, you, you know, as you know, I've been around as a producer, I've been around as a, as a writer, as a journalist, whatever hat I had to wear to, to hustle to get there. But sometimes it's hard to get a seat, you know, mm -hmm. on, let's say, a GMA, on a Today Show, on Daily Mail. How did you transition from AP behind the scenes into on camera? That's a good question. So I was behind the scenes for 10 years. And I remember I wanted to be on air, but I, I was nervous. I didn't really know how to. So when I would produce, shoots i would always do stand-ups um you know like when you're in front of the camera they weren't airing anywhere but it was a good way for me to put together a reel to stop being nervous being in front of people um and believe it or not my first on-air job was actually at fox news i used to do their <laughs> i used to do their commentary a lot while i was still at ap um and then from there i went to fuse news um, and i was working with amy schumer so we became friends and I became like a pundit basically, but AP was so supportive. As long as I did my job really well there, they were like, go pursue your on-air dreams. And then from there, I got like Entertainment Tonight offered me a job at the same time E did. Um, and th things started to align, but it was really just putting myself out there um, as an expert and working for free at a lot of places while I still worked my other job. Wow, work right, working for free, which a lot of people don't realize that you have to yeah. definitely do. And th those are grueling hours. And it's not for everyone. Sometimes people say, you know what, I'd rather have the paycheck. Um, talk to us about the experience, you know, on E! and how do you, you transition from E! to the Daily Mail TV show. I feel like you're also always ahead of the times as well. You know when to, you know, you put your time in, but then you know when to get out and move on. Talk to us about how that transition went for you and, you know, e how did you get that offer? Yeah, he was a lot of fun for me. I'm um, at the time, a man, Bruce Palmetter, who I'm so good friends with, he hired me, he ran at, you know, E! News at the time. For me, it was like college because it was my first full on-air experience. And I went there specifically to learn how to be on air and really hone those skills. So I was working with Ryan Seacrest and Juliana Rancic and Kat Sadler was there. So these were, you know, like really the glory days of E! But I worked at 30 Rock. So I also had in my contract that I worked for Today's Show and I would do MSNBC. So being within those walls, I wasn't limited to just doing entertainment. And I still always made sure that I wrote for E's website or for whoever. I still wanted that byline. There was, there was a power in, in the pen and seeing that. But it was just a great platform for me to really hone my on-air on skills, get my name out there. Um, and I did my three years. And then you realize you don't want to do the same job for three more years. You're grateful, but you want to keep growing and learning. And um, so I moved on. 
Okay, guys, I would like to take a break from the podcast to shout out one of our sponsors for this episode. Shout out to BetterHelp. I could not get through these tough times without BetterHelp. As you all know, we are all going through a really hard time. You all ask me how I deal or cope with my mental health and how do I get through the day? How do I get through these obstacles that get thrown at us every day? Well, it's thanks to BetterHelp. That's H-E-L-P. If it wasn't for them, I don't know what I would do. What interferes with your happiness? Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? Well, I know that my life is not perfect and there have been many things that have affected me from achieving my goals, like a lot of anxiety and depression and not sleeping at night and some past trauma that we all have, conflict, whatever is happening in the day, I go to better help for those resources and to help me get through it because I cannot do it alone. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. They will connect you in a safe and private online environment. It's that convenient. You can even start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not a self-help. It is a professional counseling done securely online. You can send a message to your counselor anytime. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. It's that easy. I don't know about you guys, but I'm always on the go. So if you don't have time to be in person with a therapist, this is a great way, no excuses made, to help take care of your mental health because you guys all know that is the number one priority. I always tell you guys, a healthy mind is a healthy life. All without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available too. The service is available for clients worldwide. Find your particular expertise you need online and don't limit yourself to the counselors located near you. They have a licensed professional counselor in every category, whether you're dealing with depression, whether you're dealing with stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, and more. BetterHelp is there to help you through. You can share anything with them and it's confidential, it's convenient, it's professional, and it's affordable. And you guys know I like things that are affordable. So make sure you go visit right now, betterhelp.com slash Chanel, and you will get 10% off your first month by visiting, again, betterhelp, that's H-E-L-P.com slash Chanel. And make sure you take charge of your mental health because that's the most important thing in your life. And you can thank me later. I'd like to take a moment to shout out our sponsor for this episode. This episode is sponsored by Skillshare. The online learning community is offering our listeners a free trial of premium membership. No matter what 2021 brings, you can spend it creating something meaningful with Skillshare's online classes because time is what we make of it. You might ask, what is Skillshare? Well, Skillshare is an online learning community where millions come together to take the next step in their creative journey with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people on topics including illustration, design, photography, video, freelancing, and more. There's something for everyone. That's what I love about Skillshare the most. I recently took a Skillshare class and it was about illustration and design because I really wanted to know more about it. And it was super easy. And thanks to Skillshare, I was able to really hone on on my skills. 
with Skillshare, you can find inspiration in the moment and learn how to express your creativity, bring color and beauty and fun to your year. And it's super easy. Skillshare offers classes designed for real life so you can move your creative journey forward without putting life on hold. Their short classes are a perfect fit for your busy routine. You'll create real projects and get the support of fellow creatives so you can accomplish a real growth. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com where our listeners are getting a free trial of premium membership right now. That's right, two weeks free at Skillshare.com. So make sure you get your creatives on and go to Skillshare.com for a free trial of premium membership and you can thank me later. Now, back to the podcast. You moved on correctly because the Daily Mail TV is an Emmy Award winning series, which is so incredible. It's been on the air now you know, for a while, but, you know, in its first two years, I remember you guys were uh, nominated and up for an Emmy. How does it feel to be part of such a great team? You got Jesse Palmer, you know, so that's, talk to us about that. Well, it's pretty, it's, I feel just so blessed. I love, love, love the Daily Mail team. So our first year, we won an Emmy and Jesse was there. We worked together for three seasons. Now he's moved on and Thomas Roberts is there hosting and I would knew him from MSNBC. So we go way back. It's All a right. cool, yeah, it's a cool team. Like, I cover some hard news. I work with this incredible investigative, you know, Kansas Trend Zone. You know, we just have a great team. We have a good time. We work hard, but we get the job done. And to me, it was a progression. Like if E was my college days, this is my graduate school. That's amazing. You know, it's funny because you talked about hard news. A producer and I were talking about how we love you and how we always think of you for the job for a host. And we said how you transition very well. You can talk about true crime and hard news. And you could also talk about pop culture. Thank you. Talk to us about, you know, not everybody can hone those skills. I know a lot of the advice I've gotten over the years is if you want to be a host, hone into something specific, be maybe a pop culture expert. And that's kind of always been a struggle for me, but we'll get there. And I've come to you and I've asked you for advice, how to transition. How come you think you do that so well? And, and what's your advice on how to be, I guess, more universal, right? I think part of that is actually my training at the Associated Press. So even though I was in entertainment pretty much the whole time I was there, a lot of that crosses over. So you're still going to cover Sotomayor's hearing um, sworn in at, at the Supreme Court. You're still going to cover, you know, hurricanes. And they still approached entertainment just like you do hard news. I also saw as I got on air, there's a shelf life, unfortunately, for women in entertainment. There's always going to be somebody younger than you that wants your job. And you age out of that. So I thought, hmm, I'm going to have to start to transition and do more human interest, do more hard news and show my versatility if I want longevity. Um, and that's what really Daily Mail has given me the opportunity to do. That's what I started to do when I would do more stuff at MSN and Today Show. And that's what I'm doing at Good Morning America, just transitioning. You know, I'm 38 years old. Wow. And so well, you look be a 28 year old that's going to come right for your, your entertainment job. But if you're showing you can do more than that, it's just if you have more skills, you have more opportunity, I think. Yeah, totally. And I was going to say, I mean, you look, 38 is still young, but you look like you're 26. But I do, talking about that competition, that's what I really want to know. And I think the audience wants to know is, how do you not cave into the competition? How do you not let it consume you? And how do you, you always, because you always really beat your own drum. I think that's what I admire about you. We all do. And you're, you don't get caught up on who's winning and who's losing and who's up there and who's influencing. I think you really have honed that you are confident in your reporting skills and what you're doing and contributing to the world. So how did you become that way? You know, where does that come from? 
I think um, what, big part of it is faith. I'm spiritual, whatever you believe, but you know, I feel like God, the universe has me. Also, what's for you is really for you. There's, there's only one unique you. And if you didn't get that job, that doesn't mean that other person doesn't deserve it. You got to run your own race. And there are times in your career you can thank God, this person's getting like everything. Why can't I get something? But you got to snap out of that. What is for you is for you. And it's also about hanging in there. You know, as an athlete growing up, I don't give up easy. So you just got to keep going. Something, some opportunity will come your way if you keep putting one foot in front of the other. I love that advice. That's really, because it's sage advice and you never want to compete or compare yourself. I always say I'm very spiritual too. You know, I'm like, you. Yeah. I was raised similar to you and, and it's hard to not share the spotlight or give somebody advice or help because you're naturally giving, you know, and you, you want that good karma. You don't, you, yes. like you said, what's for you is for you. And I, I believe that what's a, what's a rejection, rejection is a blessing or protection. Exactly. You know, so thousand percent. Like, so, which brings me to my, our next question. We're going to talk about Real Housewives of New okay. York. So lots of rumors. Now I'm getting to talk to my friend. I'm like, I'm not going to answer any questions until she talks for herself. I was like, nah, I know Alicia. I don't know what you heard. I was, you, you're right. So there's rumors that you were supposed to join the cast, which you would, I mean, you're, would be amazing addition if you, if that is true. Why don't you talk to us why there's been rumors? Is it true? Do you want to join the cast? Would you ever join reality TV? Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code POD. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. There were definitely rumors, which I did not put out there, I'd like to say. Um, I was definitely entertaining it because I know all of those women, except for Leah. She's the only one I don't know really well. And I love them. Um, so I was in the running. They went with another person who I know very well, Ebony. She's awesome. I think she will make a wonderful housewife. But again, everything happens for a reason because I got a different job that's really for me. And I think she'll be a great housewife. So I'm excited for this season. I'm excited too. How do you feel about the fact that they are um, using diver- more diversity in th- this season and they're really taking it seriously and, you know, putting, you know, uh, Ebony in front of, in the front lines. I really love that they're doing that. They haven't done that in forever. I think ever. it's great because, you know, obviously you've been on the housewives, you, you know, the show and you know, New York city, it's such a diverse city. I think it's time to show the diversity that our city offers. And it's not to say the women that have been on there aren't great, but she's, young and she's vibrant it's a different edition um and those women are young at heart too so i think it's just going to represent new york in a very good way will we see you at all as a cameo appearance friend i mean oh you know i love you you know girl girl i'll pop up on the show i'm sure because i I, those are like you know some of my really good friends are on that show i don't want to be a friend of the show though if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it all the way no shade right Uh, but you know we always pop up just as we're at events and we're hanging out and doing our thing 
Yeah. Well, on that note, so when we talk about like friends, right, and you're, you are a reporter and you are a serious journalist, but then you do have a lot of us as your friends when we're in the public eye, if we get in trouble, if we don't, how, how challenging is it for you as a reporter and what do you do about it when you have to report news on a specific friend or person that you, you are fond of that you, you're like, oh, I really don't want to talk about this. Does that ever happen to you? That's, yeah, that's a good question. I used to have this rule that I would not befriend celebrities at all because specifically what you're talking about, I never wanted to be in a position where I felt like I was being biased or couldn't report on something. But the reality is we work with these people, we live with these people, they naturally become your friends or data celebrities. So I had to throw that out the window. And yeah, it's happened to me a lot of times where you've got to report on something where you're like, ooh, but I've never broken a friendship. I'll call them. I'm honest with them as long as I'm ethical in my reporting um, and fair and don't throw people under the bus, but just report the facts. Our friendships have been able to survive. Which is amazing because it's a very hard skill. I think a lot of reporters don't last in the game like yeah. you because they have a hard time separating the two. And so something has to give. And I think you separate it well too, though. I think we've- I Try, right? Well, you're yeah, better at that. I, I try really. Well, sometimes I don't even get press on certain things because it is like throwing my friend under the bus and I can't sleep at night. So yeah. I rather sacrifice the press and the fame, which does suck for me because, you know, as you know, like our bed, bread and butter is doing this is actually reporting news or sharing knowledge or, you know, creating like what's in the know. So a lot of times, it is, you're right, it's a struggle, it's it's hard, it's been hard for me. But sometimes though, like not telling, there have been stories I haven't told and I just won't. Oh yeah. Because yeah, because to your point, if, if you are friends with that person, if it's off the record, it's just off the record, you don't even go there. So I, I understand what you're saying. That, but that's amazing. That's why I always say reporting for network news is so much better than having a podcast because at least there's structure and yeah. you don't, like there's a limit that you can't cross. So then that's you're right. protected, the talent's protected. Talking about so many celebrities you've interviewed, you've interviewed so many amazing people. Who would you say has been your favorite if you've had a favorite? Well, George Clooney is always my favorite because he's so smart, he's funny, you can ask him anything, he's down to play, he's not bad to look at. Um, I know he's been in the news for some bad things lately, but Johnny Depp. Oh yeah. Um, spent some time with him in the Bahamas and just like, just a really, I think a really dope person. Um, Beyonce. Super shy, believe it or not, so shy. Really? So nice. Yes, just a nice, lovely human being. I've interviewed her many times. Um, does so many things behind the scenes that people don't even know that are just wonderful. So I really respect her. Oh, and Cardi B. I was in her Cardi B. Cardi B, that Cardi. is amazing. Love her. Let's been interviewing her since she was a YouTube star. She's never changed. Always been super Love. cool. A girl's girl. I really like her. That's, I love that you, I wanted to know your thoughts and so did our audience about what does Alicia Corals think about Cardi B? I swear that's one of the questions. Love me some Cardi B. I have like, have so many funny stories and memories and she's just dope. She's wild. She's exactly who you see is who she, who she is. Love her. Why do you think so many women relate to her at, at like different types of caliber? Isn't it so interesting? I think she was this crossover, right? Between this YouTube Vine star who then was on Love and Hip Hop that actually has a lot of talent, um, but then keeps it real. She was a refreshing celebrity that we hadn't seen in a while. And she represents that new celebrity. So she's not a Kardashian that's famous for being famous. Okay. Not that they don't have talent, they do, you know, but she's somebody that crosses over. She appeals to social media. She's real, but she also has superstar quality. 
Totally. And as a woman, I feel like she's been so rejected at times by men and so overpowered that she's shown us as women, like, no matter what, you have to stand your ground and fight for who you are, you know? Fight for who you are and then be honest about who you are. You know, she doesn't deny that she was a stripper, but I mean, that woman works hard and she doesn't shame anybody. Um, And I like that she's out there interviewing, you know, Bernie Sanders and she's talking about politics. And I like that she's so New York and so the Bronx. I like it. I know. I love it. We love you, Cardi B. Um, Let's talk about transitioning from hosting, like to acting. I know you've done some acting as well. Um, Would you do like comedy acting? I mean, are you seeing yourself or are you seeing yourself more sticking into reporting for, you know, the next 10 years, I would say, right? Okay, so let me tell you. So back at USC, back in my day, I knew you had to fill some credits. So I did all these acting classes and my acting teacher was like, you'd be so good. You should try it cut to Associated Press and I was doing a story on all my children and I was playing a nurse and I was writing you know, this whole scene. So I, I emailed my family, I'm like, hey guys, I'm gonna be on this day. So they tune in and my sister calls me. She's like, did you get the date right? I'm like, yeah. Turns out my acting was so bad, they cut my scene. <laughs> and you know, people was like, that's not what we agreed to. So I got to go reshoot it. So I'm gonna say acting is not for me. I'm gonna know my limitations. It just stay in my journalism lane for now. But what I love, you know what I love about you too is that that's so confident. And that is someone who knows their worth and sure of themselves because you're saying, I'm not gonna even get offended by that. Like yes. I know what I want to do. I know that I'm gonna be successful in this. And that's why you are successful in one thing. I think a lot of times I've told you this, like I've struggled, or a lot of artists struggle who come from comedic backgrounds or like even radio, because you don't really have a lane. You're very freelance. I'm wearing different hats. I could be a producer. I could be a radio host. I could be a comedian, an actor. It's just very convoluted. Whereas you were like, no, I'm going to stick to journalism, even though I also fell in love with journalism, which is my next question for you. But I fell in love with journalism because I love the hosting aspect, the truth of it all, the justice of it all. You know what I mean? So yeah, but full disclosure, I don't have the balls you have to ever get on stage and be comedic. I just, I would freeze up. So I give you credit for that. Or to ever get in front of a camera and play a different role. Like that's just, that takes a lot of chutzpah and I don't have that. I mean, you Would do. you say that's different? You would say. Oh yeah. Hosting skills and journalism skills are different than like someone being a, com- a, a comedian or. percent. Like, you know, when you have to public speak, they say that's the scariest thing you have to do. I think about comedy like that. Like they, they used to do, I don't know if they still do it. That comedy show where they have journalists get up on stage. Yes. And- they and they at stand up New York. They have that. that oh, you yeah, would be, that's that's what I was thinking of you for too. I, I, I would say no, I would just, I would freeze up. That's a totally different skill set that you all have. And there's a certain, um, a bravado that you have to have and a confidence. Um, and also just in portraying a different character if you're an actor. So I think for me, journalism is just different because you're just, I'm just being me. Right. You're just being, you. what, what made you at what point were you like, you know, this is for me. I fell in love with journalism. Ooh, good question. Oh gosh, I must say, hmm, let me think about this. You know, probably really early on, um, one of the first big things I covered was Michael Jackson's criminal trial um, when he was in Santa Barbara on top of showing up in pajamas and jumping up on cars. And I'm like, this is wild and I'm being paid to be here. Like I'm being paid to be a fly on the wall of history. I love it. Like, where else do you get to go to the Oscars and get dressed up and travel the world and somebody else's dime? That's when I knew I loved it. And I get to talk to people and interview people and get paid for it and, and 
give this information to the world. It's just a fun job. Yeah, I mean, that, and what an incredible time and what an incredible story to, just because there was no, no one knew what the truth was or not and everyone's trying to figure out. That's, so that's when you were like, I know this is for me. I, I knew this was for me. I'm like, this is, this is just an incredible moment in history and to be covering that, interviewing people and to your point, trying to get to the truth of it. It just, it, it was an adrenaline rush. That's amazing. Did your dad ever pressure you? Did you ever feel pressured by your dad or your parents about getting into the business or? On the flip side, you know, my parents were always supportive of me getting in the business. When I left the Associated Press to go be on air at E, that's when I felt pressured not to. My dad was not supportive. He didn't understand why I would leave this career that was, it was skyrocketing um, on the print side to go be a TV host. He just didn't get it. But I had to follow my dream. And once I did that, so proud, so supportive. Now they get it. See, everybody, and I want the listeners to hear this. So everybody has a point where, like, I always felt alone. I'm like, oh, when I tell my parents, like, a lot of times, you know, I left I left BLI, which, you know, is a top 40 radio station on iHeartRadio to do my own podcast and to do comedy. And a lot of people didn't understand why and how could I do that at 36 years old. But when you do it and then you become successful, it's like that's when everybody jumps Right on, on, on the wagon. And that's interesting that also you had to go through that in some capacity. Oh yeah. I had to go through it big time. There's been, so, even when I started my company, people are like, what are you doing? But it's the gut check. You just know what's right for you. And you also know you're going to have some very lonely days. You might have some broke days. You might have some days where your phone doesn't ring. You, you know, you might have some valleys, but you just keep working and eventually it will pay off. Speaking right of lonely days. I know the podcast is, we talk a lot about mental health. I know you're a big advocate of mental health and just giving back in general. Um, and so thank you so much also for your service of like just contributing back to this society and always, you're always helping raise awareness for charities. What, why is it so important to keep your mental health in, in intact, especially in this industry? And what are your tips that you do when, you know, the going gets tough or you feel like giving up or you just feel, you know, like there's no light at the end of the tunnel? I think of this industry, it is hustle, 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 go, go, go. Am I going to miss this opportunity? So it's kind of hard sometimes to take time just to breathe and be appreciative of where you are. Um, and for me, it's really when my best friend, Deanne Brown, passed away of cancer, she used to always tell me, slow down, baby, slow down, because I was just like going, going, going. And then when she passed away, I thought, damn, I should have slowed down. I wish I would have. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Made it to that birthday party of hers and just I vowed to myself to A, be an advocate for ovarian cancer awareness. Um, and to just remember like life can be gone like that. You have to really be present and enjoy these moments. Um, yeah, because at that time she had just passed away. I was going through a divorce and I felt like just I was just mentally breaking down um, because I wasn't taking time to actually process my feelings and take care of myself. And so that's what I learned through that process. You just gotta stop sometimes, slow down and process your feelings, process what you need. And it's okay to have a you day or a you time or a you month. It's okay. I love that. Yeah, it is okay. And I'm so sorry to hear about your best friend passing. We're so sorry. We're sending you love. You know, it's because it's tough. I don't, you see your, we see you on camera. We see you on TV. And that is your job to bring us joy and bring us 
um, news and bring us awareness and not really bring your problems, right? So it's a tough balance because you're human, you matter. You know, that's why, you know, it's it's interesting to see how you cope with mental health and, you know, what yes. should we do as, you know. No, it's been a blessing. She was on MTV, she was really known. So I've been so supported from E to Daily Mail to now I'm working with an organization, Bright Pink and keeping her legacy alive and talking about mental health. So I've been able to kind of merge, um, you know, something that was very difficult for me and bring awareness to it in my job. I love that. Um, anything that we can look forward to with the Daily Mail, anything we could look forward to with Good Morning America that you're looking forward to? Like, what are the moments that you're looking forward to? Well, for Good Morning America, I do love being, we get COVID tested every week, but I do love being on set, you know, with Amy. You're back on set. Oh I'm back God. on set. What a feeling. Wait, so do the guests come on set too? What a they don't really, but you know, but we're all we're social distance and we get tested. It's just nice to see the crew and just be on set. So that's been really fun. I'll be back on uh, in the office soon for Daily Mail also. So that's going to be great. And I think for Daily Mail, more of our breaking news coverage. And then for GMA3, you know, we do a lot. I do a lot of um, human interest stories and that kind of like just make you feel good stuff. So that's what we look forward to. Now, do you bring, I mean, because you know, you're like me, you have that producer hat internally. Do you bring a lot of the pitches in the news sometimes as a reporter to the, the network and say, hey, I, I think this is a great human interest story. I want to cover this or thousand percent. Yes, I'm always pitching um, stories. So I just did a really great story on this NFL player, Alex Smith, who fractured his leg and then he, he almost died actually as a result. He was going to have to amputate it. He decided to rehab it. Now he's back on the field and he started a clothing line all about having a good attitude and he's donating the proceeds to veterans. So stories like that. So I'm always pitching and some I'm assigned, but I do have an editorial say. I love that. That is, that's, that's boss power. Y'all You have to have an editorial say wherever you go. Um, dating. Okay. So let's talk about a little bit of dating in New York city, Chanel in the city. Okay. I mean, I don't know how you balance it all. It, God bless you going through the divorce, then being on national TV. Was that hard for you knowing that you were, you know, at one minute you're reporting the news and you're interviewing people about their love life or, or, or breakups. And now people are talking about in the news about your love life and breakup. Was that hard for you? How, because I remember as your friend going through it with you off camera, you didn't really want to talk about it anyway. You know, it, it was hard, you know, you try, private, to, yeah. it's, you try to think that you can be strong and compartmentalized, but to your point, when everybody's always asking you what's going on, what's going on, that is very, very, very hard. And eventually you develop a tough skin and, you know, at the time you're going through so much hurt, you don't want to talk about it, but you can't ask for it both ways. You can't be a public person and then say, oh, but give me my privacy here. Um, so I just learned, you just have to go through it. You just got to make it through it. I have great friends like you that were really supportive. And time heals everything. So as time went on, it's taken me years. Now I can talk about it without crying. Yeah. Yes, I know. And and uh, yeah, and you give us the best advice, by the way. Everyone loved your video when you did the Instagram video with me about the tips in New York, how to date. Oh, what would you say for me, still single? How embarrassing. 36, still single. Not embarrassing. Alicia, never been married, never been engaged. All right, girl. That just means your Mr. Special is just waiting for you. That's all it means. I hope from your mouth to God's ears. What do you think we need to do, though? as women, what do we need to do more of to keep a guy? Ooh, that's a good yeah. question. To keep him around. I think we need to, hmm, that's a good question. I think we need to rephrase that question. 
what does he need to do more of to stay? You know what I mean? Like, instead of saying, what do we need to do more of like pandering the man? now? what I'm going to show you who I am. I'm going to show you what I bring to the table. Are you worthy of me? So I think we have to flip the question. I need to tell you what I need from you. And if you can bring that fine. And if not, I'm not going to waste my time. I'm going to move on. So I think women have to decide sooner. Don't, we don't need to beg some dude. There's guess what? There's 50,000 penises in the sea. Bye. Go, go to the next one. That's amazing. I love that. What would be, um, a listener wants to know what your advice would be when you want to transition. Um, let's say you don't have any experience to be on camera host. Mm -hmm. Should you ever take no for an answer? Should you still keep on going? So a lot of people tell us, you know, oh, you don't have comedy background. You shouldn't be a comedian. Oh, you don't have journalistic background. You shouldn't be a host. What do you say to the naysayers? Well, I think a couple of things. I think you need to ask yourself some honest questions. Are they just saying that because they're haters or am I not good at this? Because, you know, I could want to be an actress all I want. I'm not good at it. So unless I go to a coach and put in the work. So are you actually decent at this? Could you actually do this? And if you want to do it, then, you you know, do you have the money to maybe get an on-air coach? Um, are you going to put together a reel? Do you have, you know, start reaching out to people. It's free to reach out to people that you want to mentor you. You know, harass people if you need to. Get your foot in the door. I love that, right? Get your foot in the door. Or, and also... You're, you know, you've been very open. You've, you give a lot of tips on your social media. So for everybody listening, make sure you follow Alicia at Alicia Corals on all social media platforms, because you also give great tips. They're mm -hmm. free on your Insta story. They can talk to you. I think that, and, and watch you. I think the best advice is watch someone like you in action. Thank you. Thank you. I've learned a lot by watching you. Even my mom, she's a big fan, by the way, she sends her love. She's Hi, a big fan of yours. She's always like, that Alicia Coral, she's so classy. She's so smart. She knows her stuff. You could tell when somebody does their research and then you could tell when somebody just- This is true. There are no shortcuts. And when I realized that is when I went with you, we did a red carpet and I think it was for Star Shop. And it was really, I saw the differentiation between when you, you interviewed Ben Stiller and Jennifer Lawrence. And I remember I said, this is why we hired you as a host and why we couldn't just have anybody do it because they wouldn't know or- just to ask that question, you know? Thank you. There is an art to it. Like people think you just get out there and you're having fun. I study those people on red carpets. Like I'm going, like it's a college exam. Like you really, I deep dive because to your point, people are asking the same questions, but if you've actually done your research, you can get a much better interview. Who would you say was your greatest um, influence in journalism? Ooh, my greatest influence in and journalism. And TV hosting. Yeah, I guess. I would say actually, Christian Amanpour, I believe it or not, because I'm, I'm so far from it now, I wanted to be a foreign, you know, war correspondent. And I just thought she was such a badass on CNN. Um, yeah. Loved her. I love the humanity of Oprah, just the relatability. I think Gail King's been kicking butt lately with her interviews. Barbara Walters is always my top. So I, I guess women really have influenced me. And of course, Katie Kirk. So talking about that, like looking at all these women and, and their influences, but then you have Alicia Corals where you have your own technique. What inspires you behind that technique? So what goes behind preparing, you know, because I know you're not just getting on that camera and saying, hey, what's up, guys? I'm going to just talk about the weather today. There's a technique. So what's the Alicia Corals technique, I would ask? So if I'm interviewing somebody, it's like a ton of preparation. So, you know, I'll do research packets. My producers will. I mean, I want to know the date you were born on. I want to know your favorite color. Like I really want to deep dive. Um, that's so that's for one-on-one -on -one interviews. If I'm on prompter, it's just, you know, making sure you just read through it a couple of times. I tend to speak fast. So that's my Achilles. Just make sure I'm reading at a good pace where viewers can understand me. And then ultimately the, the ultimate package is 
just have fun. You know, whatever you're delivering, that camera is your friend. People at home don't want to turn on TV and be, see that you're annoyed, see that you're having a bad day. You know, deliver the news, but deliver it with some humanity and, and just be who you are. I love that. Any favorite news story you've recently want to share? Oh, no, it's been such interview. a crazy news cycle lately. Lord, yeah. okay, it has been, yeah. Let me think. Okay, that Four Seasons Trump rally was kind of funny. That was, I'll, I'll give that one. That was funny. Um, oh my God, what's been my favorite? Let me get back to that because I know there's been some good ones lately. Yeah, think about that. Any Chanel in the City favorite places in the New York City where you go and you just escape to and you love to go when you're in New York? Yes, okay, so there's a restaurant, Avra, where it's just, Avra is in Midtown East. It is just great, bougie people sighting. Oh, I heard of Avra. I gotta go. We gotta, okay, I wanna take you there. Let's go and celebrate. We gotta go. You know, with Dolores from um, Dolores Catania, we'll, 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 we'll go. We had the best Jersey. time. Yeah, that's my girl. So we will go. Let's do it. You'll just, it's Love just one of those New York moments. We will go. So yeah, Avra. So that's one of like the hot spots. That's why I love when people come on the podcast also dish on like, you know, their favorite places, anything that you, you know, also get inspired to, to write or do any, any creative, any, anywhere to go. Yeah. You know what? So lately, um, I really, since we've all been stuck in the house lately, I'm over it. So I've been walking bridges. <laughs> Sounds crazy. I'm over it. Like, girl, I'm over it. This sounds like really crazy. I've been walking walking bridges. I walked the Brooklyn Bridge, the Queensboro Bridge. For real? That's not crazy. That's so good for your mental health. It's good for your mental health. It's just good to see people out. I'm just awed by like this architecture and it, it really helps like to get my, my creative juices flowing. I'm sure. And probably your endorphins. I mean, like that is such a good idea for people to do. Just, like, yeah, while the out. weather's still nice, it's been fun. So just get outside and walk. I love it. Who was your favorite housewife to interview? Because we know you're friends with all the housewives. Anyone from any of the franchise, who was your favorite? Oh, God, I love them all. You know, I love me and Dorinda. I'm like, uh, Dolores, is, come on. I got to go with Dolores. That's my ride or die. We love Dolores. You know, I love her too. She's my girl too. I, you know what? We're just so alike. Alicia, thank you so much for being on Chanel in the City. We love you. We are wishing you so much luck on Good Morning America 3. We're going to see you. We're going to watch you. We're cheering for you. Um, let us know when we could check you out on Daily Mail and your website and where everybody could follow you. You can check me out Monday through Friday on Daily Mail TV. Check me out on Good Morning America 3 and on social media at Alicia L. Quarles. Hi guys, it's Alicia Quarles and you're tuning in to me on my girl Chanel Omari's Chanel in the City podcast. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.